Hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody, to season two of Astrology Did Not Change My Life. I am still that bitch. Hosted by your girl, Plutonian Aquarius. Happy New Year, everybody. Eh, as happy as can be. Remember what I said on the last episode, which was, again, last year. I don't have any hopes or expectations. I am just rolling with it in 2023. Just because the last couple of years have been the pandemic and I've, I'm a healthcare worker and I've worked in the pandemic. Actually, I started off my career in the pandemic. So forgive me for not being as optimistic as, well, maybe the rest of the world. But regardless, Happy New Year. And even then, maybe everybody else celebrates their New Year on a different time schedule. Because um, we just follow the traditional Gregor- Gregorian? Gregorian, yes. Georgian. Georgian. Haha, <laughs> my bad. Georgian calendar. Which is not always a reflection of everybody else in the world. Because um, I'm Bengali. And for me, my New Year actually begins in April. And I know... For the Chinese New Year, it's later down the line. It's soon, but it's not exactly on January 1st like the rest of the world. But yeah, again, let's bring in 2023, I suppose. I hope you guys like the new intro. Um, If you guys have been following me on Instagram, not that I post that much, I did post a little, like, a wrapped kind of like a Spotify wrapped, but it's more so a recap of everything that we did in season one, all the content we covered. And it's just, it was more so just a like a recap of the love that I've just been getting for my listeners. So like a lot of it is like, oh, it is statistics on like the most loved episodes, how many listens we got, how many listens each episode got. But it's a cute little graphic and I worked really hard on it. So if you guys want to go check it out, I would really appreciate it if you did. It's again on my Instagram page on it's Plutonian Aquarius. That's the Instagram page. And that itself was kind of like a trailer. That little clip that I made for season two, because I really liked the intro, like the song that I used for that whole little clip. And I decided that it's going to be the intro music now. I wanted to I wanted to feel groovy for season two. Did I still keep <laughs> more or less the same artwork a little bit? Kind of, yeah. But I wanted to feel groovy with it. So I'ma still just do what I want. That is where my creative flow went and I'ma roll with it. But regardless, if you stuck around from season one. I hope astrology somewhat changed your life. But if not, that's okay. You can still be that bitch. It's up to you, baby. I don't make the rules here. It's your life. You do what you want. You do you, boo. But regardless, you don't have to have caught up on season one to be able to listen to all that I will be talking about in season two. But it helps because I do talk about quite a lot of foundational things in season one. And at the end of the day, I'm here to simply just teach you about astrology. So it's up to you what you do with that info. So 
I'm not going to tell you if you want to listen to episode 13 or episode 11, back to back. Because, again, you do you, boo. You can go from 1 to 13, or you can go from 11 to 13. It's up to you. But 13 episodes for season one felt right. And it's actually funny. I always, I like the number 13 because my dad always said that that was his lucky number. He's like, I, know, I never understood why 13 was so unlucky in the Western world. Because 13 was everything good for me. It was my student number. It's my badge number at work. And I've been at this job for 20 years. So, like, 13 is super lucky for me. And you know what? I respect that. And my dad plays a big role in my life. So, I'll take the 13. So, 13 episodes it was. But, yeah. I hope... I can still bring the same energy that I did in season one into season two. But like any creative person, I kind of want to try something different. So I, I don't know how I'm going to do that because uh, it just feels like a lot of pressure to put on myself. And me being me, when I try and put more pressure on myself, I panic. And then it ends up just not happening because I stress myself out. And that just debilitates me from actually getting anything done. So... I'm just going to go with it, and there will be little bumps along the way, but it is what it is. So I, I remember last last year also, <laughs> I love saying that, last year, even though it was last month, really, I talked about how in the new year, I would be making more official, um, more official, like, ways to actually book readings with me. Um, and that's astrology birth chart readings. And so I'm still figuring out the logistics. And I feel like the most, the best option would be to actually create a website again. I believe I mentioned that before. Time is a blur for me. So I don't remember what I say anymore. But I think that's what I mentioned last time too. But essentially, I'll probably just make a website. And in the website, I will actually talk about the services that I will provide. And I'm actually thinking of maybe doing a pay-what-you-can um, basis or of my services. Because I feel like at the end of the day, yes, my podcast is free. But there's only so much that I can say. And to be able to go in-depth, I know that somebody like that requires like privilege to be able to like sit down and get a reading from me. Especially if my readings are going to be very expensive, which unfortunately I have to be. Oh, just because it, it does take a lot of time and I want to be able to provide an in-depth analysis of your chart and of you as an individual. And so I want to be able to maybe offer different, I guess, lack of a better word, cheaper services that are more affordable, but you will still be able to get information about your chart and you. And I don't think anybody should be cheated of that, especially since, again, Astrology has played such a big role, not only for my own understanding of my own self, but my own understanding of others around me. And in it, that itself is a gift. And while I, I should respect and, I guess, value the gifts that I have, or value the talent that I nurtured and growed throughout the years, throughout the last 14 years, really, it is important for me to understand that the reason I got into all of this is because I want to be able to help people the same way that astrology, again, changed my life, really. But, again, it's just a, a matter of, like, money and, like, time. So 
So I still want to be able to provide something that I guess is affordable for everybody. So I promise that I will probably have a more official website by the end of the month. And more details will come throughout the episodes. Or you can keep in touch, again, through Instagram by following me on Plut- as Plutonian Aquarius. That's my Instagram handle. Okay, we're going to move on to today's content, the first episode of season two. So today I'm actually going to be talking about sister signs. So for the next couple of episodes, that's going to be the theme. Um, and it will be about the sister signs. So that'll probably be six episodes in total, really, including this one. So today I'm going to be talking about Aries and Libra. And so sister signs, what the hell again does that mean? And why is it only called sister signs? That's a good point. I actually don't know why they're called sister signs. But essentially, (laughs) Aries and Libra, they're opposite signs. And that's what makes them sister signs, essentially. And so why we call them sister signs is the fact that, yes, they're opposite signs, for sure. But they still have the same overarching value that they represent. The way that they go about embracing that value and integrating that value into their life is dependent on, well, the element that each sign is in. So because they are opposite, Aries is a fire sign and Libra is an air sign. And so with astrology, air and fire are opposites and earth and water are opposites. So generally, Sister signs, they will be in their same, like, in terms of energy of, like, masculinity and femininity. Air and fire signs are all masculine signs. And earth and air are all feminine signs. So sister signs are still in under that same umbrella of, like, I don't want to say gender. But I would say, like, that form of energy. So Aries and Libra, they're both masculine signs. And when I mean masculine versus feminine, masculine in the sense that masculine qualities just mean assertiveness, outwardness. That energy that you have within is expanded outwards. Versus feminine energy, you take that energy that you have and you bring it inwards towards your own inner world. You create your own inner world. It's not a matter of like the stereotypical definitions that we have of masculine versus feminine. And so, again, whenever I talk about those stereotypical gender terms or that dichotomy of feminine versus masculine, I'm talking about energetic principles. If that makes sense. So I'm not talking about like societal constructs of masculine and feminine terms. But. I hope that kind of makes sense about what, how you can gauge what sister signs are. So again, they'll be in the same like district of like energy where they'll be like sister signs will only be masculine and those sister signs will only be feminine. But now if it's like an air sign, you can kind of gauge that the, the opposite will be a fire sign. If it's an earth sign you can kind of gauge that their opposite count like their opposite sister sign is probably going to be a water sign 
I'll probably create another episode when I where I get into maybe like the little logistical terms that are associated with astrology. So that'll make a lot of this will make a lot more sense. But essentially, Aries is a fire sign and Libra is an air sign. And so because the zodiac itself is a wheel, if you look at one sign and then you just go right opposite. So essentially 180 degrees away from that sign on the wheel, you're going to find you're going to find a sister sign. So for example, with like Gemini, you go exactly opposite of Gemini on a wheel, a zodiac wheel, you're going to see Sagittarius 180 degrees away from Gemini. So that's a quick way to like figure out what like your sister sign would be. But honestly, you can do a quick Google search. <laughs> like you're not bound to follow these things. Like you don't have to. But those are just like, again, little logistical things. And a lot of the, again, charts are wheels anyways. And like they're circular and patterns. So if you want to look into those things, that's just what it is. That's just a quick way to figure it out. And so Aries, again, is a fire sign. And the modality that bleh, the modality that it is is cardinal. And same with Libra. It's also a cardinal sign. Cardinal it's it's like cardinal just means like as a modality, it's again a form of energy and how this energy is expressed. And cardinal signs are go-getters. They like to start and initiate things. Now, a matter of like actually following through with it, you need to have some more fixed energies for it to follow through. And so the reason why, again, I wanted to talk about sister signs rather than talking about each zodiac sign in isolation is that you can't talk about one sign without the other. Because I find that in order to find balance within yourself, you have to look towards your opposite sign to learn how to find that balance within. And I think, again, I've talked about this many times. With astrology, we run the risk of over-identifying. And think about how much pop astrology loves to just put these stereotypical labels on every sign that aren't necessarily true. And it doesn't take into consideration the different nuances that make you up as a person. And again, there's so many different factors that play into making up you and your birth chart and thus you as a person. It's not fair to always just stick to those, again, those stereotypes and those labels and over-identify and again, limit yourself. So a lot of the times when Arians kind of go into the negative energies, it's because they're not finding that balance within. And sometimes the best way to find Again, that balance, it comes from looking towards the opposite sign and how they express the same values. They still have the same value system that you have, but they just express it in a different way that maybe you can learn from and actually help you. Again, find that balance within. I wanted to just, again, highlight the resources that I used for again, today's content. So in case there's something that resonates with you, 
you can, you can again, look to these resources to, again, further your own understanding and do deeper research. Because, again, there's only so much that I can say, right? So I find I, I, I learned a lot specifically from Liz Green's book of The Astrology of Fate. I don't want to necessarily go through all of the stories that she went into when she explained each of, I guess, the principles and the value systems of each of the signs, because then it just, again, it doesn't take into consideration my own interpretation. And then there's also amazing articles by the astrology membership place. And also Jessica Davidson. She has so many different articles about the myths and the origin stories of all the zodiac signs. So again, you find something that resonates with you. Those are really good places to start. Because again, the internet, the internet hasn't been great when it comes to finding out more information about astrology these days. So those are really good places to start. And Dana Gerhardt is also really, really good. She's also got a lot of free articles on Astro Deanist. So, Aries, to begin, is the first sign of the zodiac. And I mentioned that Aries is a fire sign, specifically a cardinal fire sign. And it's ruled by Mars, the planet of war, in Greek mythology. Aries, A-R-E-S, Aries. But the symbol that represents Aries is the ram. It's an animal that, again, as the name suggests, kind of rams forward and, and goes and plunges headfirst into, well, just about anything that gets in their way. And honestly, I think the ram is probably the best way to describe an Aries. And unfortunately, that is a stereotype that I honestly love to joke about. But it's true. Aryans don't give a flying fuck. They don't. They're like, okay, this feels right, so screw you. Screw everybody that gets in my way. I'm going to just go through and do it. And so that's some of the keywords again, describing Aries. And I've talked about this <laughs> every time I talk about Aries. They're trailblazers. And the reason why they're trailblazers itself is because Aries is a fire sign. And fire as an element is about passion. It's about spark. And it's about creativity. So I know in the esoteric and in the spiritual world, we always associate fire with self-esteem. And fire is also a lot of creative spark and energy. And so you need to have this inner fire in, in order to, well, move forward with life. It's what gives you the zing to feel confident in yourself because you have that inner fire that you're listening to. And fire warms us, even on the coldest days, for a reason. Because fire, in a way, it gives us a sense of purpose. It gives us a reason to live. And Aryans are really, really good at listening to that inner fire. And Aries is also the first sign of the zodiac. And so again, the zodiac itself is a wheel. And as we progress 
through all the different signs, all the way from Aries to Pisces. We go through different stages of the human journey. And because it's the first sign, Aries, it represents, I guess, your ego in a way that's very raw and fresh. It's very, again, real. Because you come into this world just new, and in, for lack of a better word, again, fresh, you have to go around learning about yourself. And that happens when you actually have to put yourself first. You can't go around figuring out the world around you. You have to learn about basic survival things like how to walk, how to view the world around you, how to, yeah, how to use your five senses. So the emphasis is very much on you and what you can do. And the best way to learn about the world around you is to plunge headfirst into it. And that's what Arians do. Well, the only way that they'll ever really be able to learn about the world is by making mistakes. And the only way that you can do that is if you, again, go headfirst into things. So that's why a lot of Arians get that bad rep of, like, acting first, thinking later. Because they don't have time for that. Because the emphasis is placed on them as self and on them as their ego. And when I mean ego, let's like take a step back. Your ego is your sense of self. And I know, I know like in a lot of spiritual definitions, and if that, that is if you are aware of those definitions, we've grown to kind of place a bad label on ego because ego represents all of the labels that we put on ourselves to define us like hey i'm an intelligent individual i am passionate or i'm short or i'm a basketball player and the reason why it gets labeled so negatively is when we make the mistake of over identifying with those labels to define us when in reality we all know that your ego isn't defined because there's, we're always constantly changing and evolving as human beings. Those labels change all the time. But Aries really wants you to build that sense of self, that healthy sense of ego. And that's what a healthy sense of ego means, is that you create your own individuality. But that goes with making mistakes, exploring, having a curious mind, and trying everything just so that you can experience life to the fullest. And Aries being the first sign of the zodiac, it's actually really funny because Aries lines up right in spring. And think about when spring happens. Spring's always been my favorite year. Ugh, not year, season. Well, it actually feels like the new year for me. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that is true. For me, Bengal for Bengalis, like the new year is in April when we're right in the midst of like spring and actually like new harvest season. And that's actually what a lot of new years around the world actually represents. It represents a new life, new beginnings. So after, for us in the Western or North American world, my apologies, spring comes after a very long winter. 
And this is a time for new life in general. Whether that be with animals, this is a time of birth of many new animals because mating season happens. So now we see babies of every species popping out in the world, showing us their little babies, their cute little babies. But also, now all of the leaves that fell off in all of the trees during winter, now we're starting to see new foliage come in. We get to see new buds sprouting. We get to see flowers blooming. The birds are chirping. It's glorious and it's heavenly. It's gorgeous. And that's because Aries reminds us that after we have after a hard winter, we can let go of everything that was dead and now make space for new. And it's time to celebrate new. And it's time to create new opportunities, new forms of abundance. And that's what Aries always reminds us to do. And that's why I always like to look at each sign as the lessons that they can teach us. Rather than looking at them as like, well, you have these qualities that I don't like, and so I'm not going to get along with you. Sure, maybe those are things that you may not like. But each and every single zodiac sign teaches you so much about not, not just the world, but just our own human existence. And that's why they rep each sign represents our own journey through our own human world. And that itself is friggin' beautiful, if you ask me. So Aries teaches us that we should always have hope for new beginnings and that we have to burn through the old in order to create new. Yes, we need to have winter, but we can't always be living in winter because the only reason why we have that winter is now we can enjoy and embrace spring. And so Aries represents that first initial spark in all of our lives. And that spark is, you can interpret it however you want. It could be the new spark of anger a for, that leads to a forest fire. Or it could be a new spark of creative desire or creative energy. Or hell, it could even be a new spark of desire, like I just said, <laughs> of new love. And in general, it's just about new opportunities. So that's why Aries is known as the trailblazer, because they are the first ones to take that step. They create that first spark that everybody else around them are just attracted to and have no choice but to kind of just stare in awe of. Because a lot of us don't have that kind of courage that Aries has. And that itself is ridiculously beautiful. And maybe I'm biased because... I struggled with my own creativity for years. I was trying to talk myself out of this podcast for months before I was like, well, I got to do it. Maybe it'll be a failure, but who cares? At least I know I tried. And Arians are just so amazing at doing that. Yeah, they run the risk of, you know, kind of crashing and burning too quickly because they kind of just put themselves in so quickly or they don't always think through and then plans fall apart. But Arians have that beautiful ability to get back up. Every time something doesn't work out, they'll just keep trying all over again. 
And that's because Aries wants you to go out and be your own person. You have to create that sense of individuality. And that only happens when you have that strong sense of self. And that comes from having a deep connection with your own sense of inner truth. So fire signs are very in touch with their emotions. And that's why they love expressing it. They're so good at expressing it. And I know that the stereotype is that water signs are the feelers. That's not true. Fire signs feel everything and they're just and they just follow through with their inner fire they follow through with what they are feeling on the inside on any given moment that's not just exclusive to water signs it kind of does a disservice to a lot of like fire signs because they feel so deeply as well that's what aries does too they want to live in their own truth they want to essentially be the hero in their own journey by following through with their own inner fire they have a reason to live and that's something that we can all learn from because a lot of us will just try and talk ourselves out of things and just say that hey this nine to five job is all that i want it's okay i don't i don't have to take risks i don't have to follow through with the things that make me happy no 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 because that will only lead to failure. It won't bring the stability that I want in, our, in my life. But Aries, quite, Aries basically challenges that all the time. Because they stay true to themselves, they only do things that they want to do. And I think, again, that's something that all of us can learn from. And that's what makes them so passionate, because they're living in that inner truth of theirs and they do it regardless of what people think of them hell if somebody tells them not to do something they're going to take their horns those ram horns and just ram that person over it's actually really funny to watch if you've ever seen an aries in action like it's hilarious (laughs) i love it but i'm also a very angry person so i really i love that i love seeing things like that and so I always find that a lot of Aryans, they are very much childlike. And it makes sense because it's the first sign of the Zodiac. So you can think of it as children first coming into the world and just taking the world by the horns and just exploring it and exploring every nook and cranny to the fullest. And so that's why like true Aryan energy is quite inhibited. And people don't like that, right? It makes them uncomfortable. And for the most part, like, it, it can be annoying. Like, don't get me wrong. For somebody to constantly just, like, do whatever they want, regardless of people's feelings, is just freaking obnoxious. And that is ha- that happens when you don't create that balance in your life. And again, you over-identify with simply just one aspect. And the positive side of Aries is, yes, you're following through with your desires, But that has to come from a place of truth. And it has to be, and when we say truth, inner truth, like, in the sense that it has to be able to be of the highest good. And so 
I always say that you can do whatever you want as long as it doesn't hurt anybody around you. Because there's a difference between saying like, hey, I am going to love this person regardless of what the world tells me to. Because love is love. And you can't choose who you fall in love with. Versus I am going to love that person that has been happily married to this individual for years because love is love. And I can choose to love whoever I want to love because we can't choose who we love. Those are two very completely different things. By loving somebody that's married, essentially being a homewrecker, that's very different than loving somebody because they're from a different they're from a different ethnicity or you both don't fall under the stereotypical gender I'm not gender sorry sexuality yeah like you don't fall fall under heteronormative normativity I can never say that word properly (laughs) essentially like you're queer for example those are two very completely different things and Aries wants to live their inner truth But they cannot do that by running over every single person and just hurting every person and burning everybody that gets in the way. And that's when you'll realize, and if you're an Aries, you'll understand that things don't always work out when you only do what it is you want to do. And that's because you have to take other people into consideration. And that is what your sister sign does very beautifully and so Aries has to be the hero in their own story they have to have a quest something to live for but it should always be for the highest good for the highest truth and that is something that I want to emphasize as the overarching theme for both Aries and Libra they both fight Mm. They fight for truth. How they go about expressing that truth is different. Because again, Aries is a fire sign and Libra is an air sign. But regardless, they both fight. And it's really funny because I know a lot of people don't like to associate fighting with Libra. But I always find that that is because everybody's just looking at the surface level of the signs and again doing a disservice to all the different beautiful lessons that each and every single sign can provide us and so this is a great leeway and a great segue into Libra so Libra is an air sign it's also a cardinal air sign is ruled by the planet of Venus which, again, in the Greek mythology, Aphrodite. And it is also a masculine sign, just like Aries. But the symbol that represents Taurus, uh, I always say Taurus sometimes with Libra, but that's because they both have the same rulers. They, they're both ruled by Venus, so that's why I always get confused sometimes. But the symbol that represents Libra is the scales. It's actually an inanimate object versus Aries as as an animal, as its symbol. So the first six signs of the zodiac, Aries, 
Taurus, excuse me, Gemini, Cancer, and Leo. They represent your journey into becoming you, becoming you as an individual, creating the sense of self as you navigate the different, ba- like, as you navigate the different areas or the different characteristics that make up you as a person, then you can move towards finding your place in society. And that begins with the sign of Libra. And so Libra is more conscious about the world around, around them. And with the scales, the scales is all about balancing. And it's all about writing, like balancing out every good deed, every bad deed. Like that's generally, at least growing up, those are all of the images that I grew up with, with the scales. Where if something's heavier, now you need something else heavier to balance out the scales. So for every bad deed, now you have to balance it out. For every good deed, now it balances out. So for every bad deed that you do, you have to do a good deed to balance it out. To balance out your karma, for example. In the spiritual esoteric world. And so, again, a lot of the stereotypical keywords that are associated with Libra is that they're just harmonious and... They love balance and they're just a mediator and um, they go around just making sure everybody's happy and they never make a decision and they're just really bad at making decisions because they just love being on the fence because, you know, they're all about creating balance and harmony and it's like, huh? What the hell does that even mean? And, like, (laughs) I always have found that, like, Libra gets so much misrepresentation like, nobody actually tru- truly tries to see them for who they are. Libra's always been painted as this lovely, lovely sign. But what makes it so lovely, right? Or maybe I've just been jealous of Libras because they always... <laughs> nobody ever labels them the bad guy. But everybody labels the Gemini a bad guy. The Scorpio a bad guy. Aquarius the bad guy. And guess who's got all three as her big three? This girl right here. Have I ever felt understood? No. Did I stop trying long ago? Yes. So you can say that I'm a bit salty. That Libras are never misunderstood. Ugh. Or actually you can argue that they are. Because nobody actually truly tries to see them for who they are. Libra cares about balance and harmony. They care about truth. And that's the reason why they're represented by the scales. They want to maintain that balance wherever they go. And so they still are fighting for truth. But the way that they do it now comes from a very social... We're moving on to social principles rather than actually focusing on yourself as a person like Aries does. So because Libra is an air sign... Air is a very intellectual element. So air is more so focused on the rational, the logical world. Whatever that they can think and theorize and theoretically apply to the world around them is relevant to them. And so for them, yes, following passion, following dreams is great. But they also like to have a rational 
a rational backbone to following through with their dreams. So we move away from following through with your impulses in the air element. This is very, for lack of a better word, a lot more calm, a lot more steady, but not steady in the way that earth is. Steady in the sense that we are going to stop and think about it. And that's what, that's the best way to really describe an air sign. What do I do? I think. I'm not going to feel. I'm going to sit down and think about this for hours until I drive myself freaking insane. Until my head hurts. Until I'm anxious in a nervous ball. Things like that. Air signs are usually the overthinkers a lot of the times. And so, now Libra wants to take the idea of truth and apply it, again, in a social context. So Libra is focused on maintaining balance and harmony in terms of the law. And that's why the scales is such a good representation of Libra. And I also think that the tarot card, justice, is a very, very good symbol to represent Libra as an energy. And again, the lessons that Libra teaches us. Here, Libra is focused on the more black and white principles of truth. And a lot of that comes from knowing good versus bad. And now we're getting into, like, again, more theoretical concepts of morality. And that tells us more about what is good and what is bad. And the problem with that, though, and actually what Libras actually run the risk of doing, and that's why they have to actually look over to their counterpart, their sister sign, Aries, to learn more about, is that truth is different for everybody. And that the idea of good versus bad is very different for everybody. The truth is relative at the end of the day. And that morality, a lot of it is just areas of gray. It's not black and white. And that, unfortunately, doesn't always sit well with Libra. Because Libra, at the end of the day, has to create that balance and that harmony. And how they go about doing that, because they want to do, it, do, the, do that from the world around them, to maintain social order, to maintain balance. They, for example, if somebody is acting rude to them, they'll act nice, kill them with kindness. If somebody's acting a little bit nice, to maintain that balance, maybe <laughs> they'll act a little bit meaner. That is how they maintain that balance and that harmony. But now Libra will run the risk of always just sitting on the fence because they want to take into consideration everything around them. Every, every idea of good and bad. When in reality, truth is relative. And that sometimes the only way that we can make decisions is if we follow our own inner truth. And that comes from knowing what it is that we value. And how does that happen? When we have our own sense of self and we have a deeper understanding of who we are as an individual. 
Because only when we know who we are and what it is that, well, defines us as a human being, can we go out and exist in the collective and exist out in society without getting swept away by everybody else around us, by every, by every idea that essentially ends up approaching us. Because Libra understands that there's so many, so many great things that everybody has to offer. But ultimately, they have to choose something that's right for them. They can't always just be in the fence. They have to make a choice. They have to make that judgment. They have to make that judgment in order to create that imbalance in the scales. And that's why justice in the tarot deck, and this is for people that are familiar with tarot cards, and maybe tarot cards are your medium to understand the world around you and the spiritual world. Justice is all about, again, creating balance. But that only happens when we understand what it is that was wrong in the first place and what it is that we value. And if that was taken away from us, then now we have a sense of imbalance. And so Libra, I've always found, because it's an air sign, is really good at thinking through everything, creating all of these different possible scenarios and follow, and trying to understand all these different theories to come to a decision. They're very analytical. And they take a step back before creating or creating or making a decision. They don't jump head first like Aries does. But they can become so caught up in looking through all the different, again, scenarios, all the different theories and all the different possibilities that they just get lost and are not able to actually come to a decision. And that's where, again, that stereotype of Libras being indecisive comes from. But that's because they're over-identifying with that overly rational self. And they're not actually taking into consideration what it is that they value. And that comes from, again, having that sense of self that Aries teaches us to do. Aries teaches us to go out and choose things that give us a sense of purpose and make us feel alive essentially that again warms us and makes us feel fuzzy and again even in our darkest days keeps us warm because it we have this sense of hope for what we want the future to be and what that new beginning looks like for us but Aries also runs the risk of just becoming too self-centered because they only want to do things that make sense for them. While Libra tells us to take that inner fire that we have and put it towards the highest good and do everything for the greater good. And so Libra creates that balance by saying, hey, these are things that you value and that are very true and dear to you. This is your inner truth. But... Your inner truth cannot hurt the people around you. And that's why Libra is known to be the sign 
representing relationships. And again, Libra is always mislabeled as surface level, like, or superficial in the sense that, or superficially labeled, that's how I would say it, as somebody who only cares about relationships. But Libra teaches us about balance and harmony. Those are the key words describing Libra for a reason. Those scales of balance and harmony. Because relationships are, are just partnerships. And partnerships can be your friendships, your loved ones, business arrangements. And again, marriage itself is an arrangement. Libra understands that <laughs> that passion, that spark, that fire, it won't always be there. But that respect that you have for each other and those values that you both share will bring that balance and that harmony. And Libras, Lib Librans understand that relationships are all about, again, maintaining that balance and harmony with each other. Libra isn't about that falling head over heels, like first love or love at first sight, my bad. <laughs> love at first sight feeling that you have or yeah, that you have in a relationship, at the beginning stages of a relationship, Libra moves away from that honeymoon stage and goes into, well, now that we're together, how do we create a solid bond with each other? And that essentially means knowing what your own truth is. These are the values that I have, and I will not compromise on them. The same way that Arians will not compromise on their own inner truth. They will ram through anybody who gets in their way. And Libra, while they may not ram through people, they will not settle for less. They will diplomatically and politely tell you that because you're not respecting me and you're not respecting my truth, well, this will not work out and I will not put up with it. And so at the gist of it all, the reason why Libra values balance and harmony is because they are all about fairness. And Arians want you to be fair to yourself. Yes. But Libra wants you to be fair to the world around you. The values that you have within, they should always be used in the highest good. And truth itself Again, like I said, while it is relative, truth should be used in a way, again, to make the world around you a better place. Libra wants to create the balance and harmony around them in the world so that everybody has that opportunity to live in a place that, again, lets them be at peace. And Aries is a fighter and a protector. For a reason because they want to make sure that the world around them can also be able to live in their own truth and they fight again for justice for fairness the same way that libra does as well and that's the reason why arians can be so inspiring because they're going out and they're doing what it is that they want to do so and 
by living in their own truth, they inspire everybody else around them to follow through as well. Now, going back to Libra's idea of truth. So again, Libra being an air sign, they're very analytical. They're very good at thinking about theories because theories are what create society a lot of the times. Like these different theories that we have about, well, the social sciences, about humanities. They come from, again, analyzing society over decades, over centuries, really. And so Aries is all about figuring out truth from within. Libra is all about figuring out truth from the outside world. Through, again, social law, really, is probably the best way to describe it. Social law. So that's why Libra is like this, again, a lot of the keywords that define Libra is, again, justice, social justice specifically. Because Libra is focused on creating truth in the world around them and in society. And so it's really funny because with Libra, a lot of the times they'll be so desperate to figure out what truth is in the world around them that they forget to actually look within. And again, they don't like to do what Aries does and just live in their own truth that they become blind to everything else around them. Arians run the risk of doing that. But then when, when Librans ignore those lessons that Arians can provide, they also run the risk of simply just becoming peeping, uh, people pleasers. Peeping pleasers. Oh, shoot. That's what I was going to say. People pleasers. Or, again, in a way, becoming manipulative. Because they are just using people to get what they want. Because nobody's actually truly listening to them because they are not vocalizing what it is that they want and they need. Because they're not sitting down with themselves and actually asking themselves what it is that they need to be a person, really. As like anticlimactic as that is. But yeah, they need to tell the people around them what it is that they need to exist as a human being that, again, is independent of the world and the society that they live in. Yes, Libra teaches us to be able to coexist in the world around us and to take into consideration everybody else around us. Libra, because they are so focused on finding what truth means in the outside world, they can, they can really delve more into finding laws or finding different forms of truth that you can't necessarily refute. Because unfortunately in the real world, like I mentioned before, we're not black and white. A lot of us just exist in moral, like gray areas of morality. And sometimes for a lot of liberals, that's, that's a hard truth to accept. The idea that truth is relative and that it's different for every person. And that there isn't really any such thing as a very good person and a very bad person. All of us have good and bad within us. And those different sides exist within us. And so that's why liberals can actually be a little bit more inclined to find truths that 
again, nobody can really question. And a lot of that comes from nature. Geometry is a really good example. Or nature. So when I say geometry, I say like sacred geometry that exists in nature. So a lot of the different patterns that we have that are very aesthetically pleasing to us, they exist in nature. Like um, a lot of the leaves, a lot of different leaves actually follow the Fibonacci sequence. And like the golden ratio, there we go. The golden ratio also exists and actually has been mainly found in nature. And that's how mathematicians actually created this mathematical principle was when they like went out and they just observed nature for hours. Good for them. But yeah, and that, the golden ratio, the Fibonacci sequence, and a whole bunch of other different mathematical patterns that are found in nature, they actually are the basis of a lot of aesthetic concepts that we use in the, fa- in like, for example, in art, in the fashion world in like designing or the different color schemes that exist in nature we can use that for our own again designs whether that be interior whether that be with fashion and so that itself is kind of a truth that libra really likes to hold on to and that's why they're known to be aesthetic Like, that's a very big stereotype with Libras. But that's part of the reason why they're really good at creating balance and harmony in their surroundings. They have a really good eye for really beautiful things, for really beautiful aesthetic. Because there is truth in a lot of sacred sacred geometry that we just can't move past. Like, for example, like symmetrical faces. We all find them very conventionally attractive. And so... I know that's another stereotype that Libras get that they're just really big pretty faces, but I think a lot of it is that they know how to they know how to take care of themselves. And they know how to really again bring balance and harmony within themselves. Whether that be physical and really know how to work what they have like work what they have. Did that make sense? I really hope it did. What? <laughs> But they really know how to make use of what it is that they have. And a lot of it is just, they just put time and effort for themselves. Because they understand that, well, I can't really go wrong with a lot of sacred geometry. I can't go wrong with like the things that are just generally aesthetic. Which again, coincidentally, is a lot of things that are found in nature. And so... It's really important that Libra kind of follows what Aries does and sits down with themselves and figures out what it is that they value the most and what balance and harmony means for them. And the only way that you can create balance and harmony in the world around you is if you, bro- if you develop a strong sense of self within. And there's a reason why Aries is at the start of the zodiac and we move towards all of the other signs that tell you to create this strong sense of self so that by the time you get to the lessons of Libra you don't struggle to lose yourself with the collective because 
you already have a strong sense of individuality. Contrary to popular opinion, you can still exist as somebody that is different from the collective, from the groups that you exist in, while still being a part of the group. And that could just be something as simple as your friend group, the schools that you go to, other organizations that you're a part of, like work, religious affiliations that you have. You can still be your own person while also existing in those spaces. While Aries tells us, create a strong sense of self, Libra tells you that you should create a strong sense of self as well so that you can also take other people's own feelings into consideration. The fight for truth in Aries means that you go out and you just live your own truth. You express yourself to the fullest. But Libra tells you that the way that you express your truth has to be in the highest good, in the highest service of others. And at the end of the day, that is what Aries and Libra are both fighting for. They're fighting for justice. Justice to be who they deserve, who they want to be, and to take up space in the world. And by doing that, not only do they inspire everybody around them, they also make the world a better place. And at the end of the day, Aries has a vision of a new future, of a bright new future. And Libra also has a vision for creating, yes, a utopia in a way. Not in the same way that Aquarius does, but in the way that means that we can still just exist in harmony with one another. And that happens when we all take into consideration what it is that we value the most. And we bring that into the table so that everybody understands what it is that we want and what we need and what it is that they want and they need. And we respect everybody and their own senses of self and their own individualities. And so, yes, the way that Aries goes about things is very headstrong. Headstrong, yes. But Libra takes a backseat and can come across and, again, be mislabeled as submissive, as weak, as manipulative, really. Because they, again, are just taking everybody into consideration. But at the end of the day... That only happens when they're not taking into consideration the different values that their sister sign also bring to the table. And how they have the same goal. They have the same overarching theme. They just have different ways of expressing it. But at the end of the day, both those signs just want to fight for truth and to fight for justice. And at the end of the day, both the signs require judgment on both of their parts Libra must judge not only themselves but other people in order to really take into consideration everybody's feelings because sometimes people can be full of shit and again as nice and lovely as Libra is Libra understands that some people can just be doing things that have again their own ulterior motives and aren't necessarily of the highest good for everybody so in a way they have to judge people the same way that Aries also has to judge people that don't let them live their truth. Because at the end of the day, what is the only goal? Truth of the highest order. And truth of the highest order means making the world simply just a better place. Aries does that by just being themselves. And Libra does that 
by making sure that everybody's input is brought into the table and that everybody is heard. I hope you guys understood the concept of Aries and Libra's sister signs. That's all I have for today. And until next time, bye-bye.